Hello, this is just a quick warning before you start the episode that two of us had audio trouble. 50 precursor orbs if you can guess who, it's quite obvious. But yeah, please rest assured, audio will be all well next time. Or listen to a previous episode where the audio is considerably better. Otherwise, enjoy the episode. We do cover some cool stuff and I will let us get on with it. Enjoy. And welcome to episode 8 of Jacked, the Jack and Daxter podcast. I'm joined this week by Ian, Jesse and Orestes. Do you want to say hello guys so they know I'm not lying? Hi, I'm Jesse. Hi, I'm Orestes. Nice to be back again. Sweet. Hi, this is Ian. <laughs> hey, um, nice. nice to meet you, Ian. Honored to be on the podcast finally. Can't wait to get started and share my theories. <laughs> Yay. Great, great. <laughs> okay, this week we've got a few bits, nothing in the news I don't, there wasn't anything to put in the news, so we're going to do fan archive first. This is, I mean, it's basically going to be, we're going to discuss a Jack and Daxter project that's been made by a fan previously. So it can be a video, I don't think people do essays, but if they did, we could have a look at it. And yeah, we're just going to discuss that. I think they make um, fan-made stories, you know, like fan fiction, a lot of it. Yeah. So, I haven't seen any fan fiction. Do you read it? Hmm, no, <laughs> but I know it exists <laughs> because everything exists as a fan fiction on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I would be fascinated, actually. We should yeah. find some of that. We should for the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> this episode, we're going to be discussing a YouTube video made by a Jack and Daxter fan. And his name is Darren Maloney and he's Irish. Mm. Have you guys, I'm assuming you've all listened to the video, yeah? Yep. <laughs> okay, good. Did you notice, like, straight off the back that he has a very strong Irish accent? <laughs> yeah, yep. Mm. The video is, it's like a theory video. It's really calming. Mm. It's like a meditation sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So it's Darren Maloney's YouTube video. It's called Sandover Village, The Home of Heroes. And we're just going to debate his vi- theory here. Mm-hmm. His theory seems to be that when Jack and Samos came back from the future, whether or not the village was already there and mm-hmm. if they established it themselves. That seems to be his main theory that the whole video is around. Hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Did you guys have any initial thoughts when you th- first started listening to it? I always thought the initial uh, idea of Samus coming from the future with Jack always made an interesting uh, part of his uh, video, considering since then... I think with those events, I think Samus knows of the future events now. Mm. And that would mean like he would uh, bring Jack to a more innocent time to, you know, help him grow up and everything. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and he says Samus might have taken pity on him and taken him under his wing. I love the reasoning. Like, it's really human. Mm. Yeah, actually, Samus is like a grandfather to Jack, <laughs> you know, yeah. in a sense. Yeah, we don't know if it's a uh, uh, if it's a uh, father of um, come on the name. Uh, Deimos. Yeah, thank very God. <laughs> yeah, it's like Samos might be the grandfather, the the father of Deimos, which Deimos is the father of Jack. So <laughs> yeah, the names are similar. Oh my God, I've never thought that. Yeah, so, so yeah, I I was thinking about <laughs> that like a little bit like uh, because this video made me realize how close Samos is to Jack, like. 
Yeah. Jack really, uh, like when he was younger, before he even met Daxter, he only had Samos to be with. And Samos had to mm-hmm. find a wife, make a family, make a daughter, all of this kind of stuff. And he also <laughs> had to take care of Jack as well. So it was like, uh, you know, adopting Jack. Yeah, but it will be a very nice uh, like connection between them because it's like, you know, by the end of the day, Jack really loves Samus and Samus really loves Jack. Uh, yeah, even if they, if even if like he's all the time in the Jack and Daxter game, oh, go and do this, go and do that. Why are you standing around? <laughs> he, he, yeah, he, but he really, he truly loves him from his bottom of his heart. Yeah. You know, the childhood and everything, it, it's very uh, needed that he needs an innocent, uh, the, you know, the pure innocence to him in order to adapt to, um, you know, situations and everything. You don't want somebody who's, you know, lived the kind of childhood that uh, you would see in Jack 2, you know, adapt to. You know, you, know, you mm. don't think um, he would, you know, probably go evil or anything, but you never know. You know, most uh, games and movies and all that, those kind of environments would change them into the worst. So, you know, once you have the time machine, you can send them back to a, a better time, yeah. help them grow up, help giving the opportunity to give them a better childhood. That's what every parent wants. So I think it'd be a better, better off with Jack living in that kind of situation and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like socializing him to be a good person. Mm. Plus, they had to go far enough back that they could hide from... The dark is it dark makers? Who's the what was his name? That was like the big monster man that comes out of the portal at the beginning of Jack Two. What was his name? Core. Yeah, Core. Yes, the that's him. Yeah, they had mm. to go far enough away from that whole. Yeah, with the threats they have, you know, in the time period, they uh, stopped when it comes to uh, time travel. Yeah. For the uh, threats and everything, and the you know bad guys and everything, we're probably much more of a uh, suitable stage for that young age of Jack to mm. uh, upcome to. And uh, I'm pretty sure like the metalheads and everything, you know, in the first game were a lot easier for him to uh, kind of work up to, to give him the um, experience and knowledge of becoming the warrior he is now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You, got, you guys talking about that, though, that really... Like, talking about how Jack grew up, like, that really makes me want that game. I would love a pre-Jack and Daxter game. That would be cool. Oh, I've already, you know, had my theories, and I already Mm. have great ideas for Jack 4, 5, and possibly 6, and everything, and how to, uh, you know, age him, and ideas to, you know, I I have a whole plot. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, if CJ were here, I know he would say that you should do it on your own as an indie creator because Mm. you just, you get more creativity that way. Yeah, you don't want, you know, current Naughty Dog to make in the game because I don't think there is passion about uh, Jack and Dexter as the rest of us. And also, and also we were saying that uh, the current state of Naughty Dog, maybe it would be better to don't touch the Jack and Dexter series again. (laughs) Just give it to another company. Yeah, that's what I keep saying. See, look, I keep saying I'm fine with Naughty Dog. It's as as long as they don't pass it off to someone else. And everything you want, like you know, people who actually have a um, a more um, idealistic uh, properties for Jack for more more emotion, more passion, and uh, you know, a better grasp of the idea of Jack and everything. They could bring back Andy and Gavin. Yeah, they could. <laughs> I don't think they would. If they wanted to. I yeah. Mean, I mean, the fact that they keep putting every other game in front of that one 
that that just makes me worry a little bit. It does seem like the last priority. First Might it I... was Go on, exactly. First, first it was Uncharted, then it was The Last of Us, and then it was The Last of Us again, mm. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Now it's gonna be a new IP, but I I don't believe it's gonna be from them. Like I think I we we discussed it a million times, but I think the most treatment that Jack and Daxter will get is a remake. So yeah. Well, reimagining it might be now. Yeah, reimagining. Yeah, reimagining remake or something like that. Mm. I think we're gonna have to pull it back to this. Yeah, yeah. YouTube video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, you're right. <laughs> I just want to say I really think like the way he says it. I love the way he sort of made it into like spoken literature. Mm-hmm. Like the way he says the rocks lap gently beneath Samus's hut. <laughs> And something about smelling the manure as it wafts towards you on the wind. Yeah, he has a perfect voice for poetry and everything. It's something I can actually listen to yeah. while I'm driving. Wish he would, like, you know, describe uh, Sandover Village in such a poetic way. Mm-hmm. I'd love to listen to that. I, I, I really wish he made like, he made them off more often. Because, like, the first one was, like, two months ago. And he makes one of them, like, it's every two months. So it will yes. take him a lot of time to finish the whole game like this. But yeah, August twentieth. I mean, yeah, that was. Mm. I suppose that wasn't too long ago, so we will wait another month or so, won't we? Yeah, I I don't remember exactly the dates, but I I thought it was a very long time ago. So I really hope like he keep he takes the momentum even faster. But he needs more attention. Like with three hundred, four hundred views, eh? You don't have such a big motivation to make them more often. So no, I, that is the main thing really for yeah. motivation. Yeah, I I truly hope like he gets more attention after this podcast and yeah and in general, so he gets mm. more attention, so he makes them even faster and yeah, they're very I very hope so. yeah they're very very good. I was ex- thinking exactly the same. It's like reading a book, and his voice is like a meditation voice <laughs> or like yes. a National Geographic documentary voice. <laughs> yeah, the Irish yeah. accent is really calming and relaxing. Mm. <laughs> The Irish accent. Well, you are English uh, native speaker, so you might recognize it. I personally didn't see any difference. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. There's all, they're all English to me, so. <laughs> hmm. Well, I liked his. I liked the way he was theorizing because, like, all the resources that are around the village, and that also made me think. I really like that the developers were sure to put all those resources in. Hmm. He says about rice from the farms, fish, milk from those yakos. Hmm. And the power from the echoes, the blue echo from the temple, and also sages, no, Samos's green echo. <laughs> and don't forget the green crystal that they gave to the uncle. That was also a very interesting idea that yes! we discussed back when we made, yeah, back when we made the Sandover Village episode, I think it was episode three or something. Yeah, yeah. It, we, we talked about that crystal. Yeah, Gabonetto yeah. spoke about that green ball as well. He was quite fascinated by it, which is <laughs> very observant. Mm. But yeah. yeah, that yeah. that theory he says is um, he thought maybe Samos and Jack landed somewhere else, and the uncle helped them find the plot for Sandover Village, and as a reward, gave him that green eco gem to keep him healthy on his travels. I thought that was so cool. Mm. Really and- imaginative. Yeah, and also, as we all said, he, it's not really his uncle. It's just <laughs> a matter of speech, probably, yeah. So, yeah, that also proves the theory that when they arrive there, he just helped them a lot, so they named him like an uncle. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. like the, I like the right. theory that it's just like a cover, though. Mm. That he, they say he's his uncle because he's actually Ma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, that would be a plot twist. 
It would be. Also, also, he said about the precursor underground facilities, like how th- because they have these venting machines. Yeah. <laughs> like he named the precursor sta- sta- he he named the precursor statues vending machines. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it was like they drop power cells <laughs> when you pay them. So he's like, so they have to have an underground storage of power cells to keep giving them away in those uh, you know statues. And I like that idea a lot. Like the whole map underground is a whole facility. That was very fascinating. I really like like the intricacies of that sort of idea, but they come from its eyes, don't they? And you only get two from each oracle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the, I don't think Naughty Dog really truly thought of that. It's just his theory about that. But mm. yeah, if it was real, like the villagers could go there, give the precursor orbs that they found around to the precursors, which they use them for something else, and then they give them the parcels to power up their machines and do their jobs and stuff like that. Probably, yeah, that was a kind of uh, transaction they have between them. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, I don't know how that one goes, because why would they come out of their eyes and then not be replaced if there was, like, an underground system? Because not that they thought about it. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, probably not because, like, okay, just put two parcels there and don't think about it a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Do you think oracles are evidence of a plot that was planned well in advance? That's another thing he poses, isn't it? I think the uh, oracles were placed there for, you know, the hero to come across on their journey and everything. By, um, I'm, I'm guessing the precursors and everything. Um, I don't, I don't know if they were just, I don't know if they're like an actual um, vending machine per se and everything. Um, I think they were just uh, there for either like the new the hero that would come across or any particular hero that might come across that would need an, addition, an additional help towards such a situation. Oh, now I understand. I thought he meant the developers had planned it. So that um, was like, so yeah, they could yeah. lead us Jack too. No, 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 but no. That, make, <laughs> that is so much better, yeah. <laughs> Another question I have is that I drew from the video is, I liked his point, are they artificially intelligent or are they just the voices of the living precursors hmm. in the oracles? Hmm. Interesting question. Uh, I'd like to believe they're alive. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Do you, think it's, do you think it's the precursors speaking through them directly or do you think they have their own intelligence individually? I think they're more of a um, self-aware system. Hmm. Probably. That, you know has a job to do and they are aware of it kind of thing. It's kind of like an AI mm. sort of situation. Well, I was I was going to say that, you know, when you go to talk to one of them, they'll, like, pick out Jack or Dexter and say something specifically about them. I would think mm. they would have some kind of a way of, know, of knowing them or, I don't know, it'd probably have to be the... I don't think it would be a recording necessarily. Same, that's you know the way I mean? I'm leading. Like, I was going to say, are you guys familiar with Harry Potter? Mm. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like no, the portraits, but... the way they do the portraits, like it's not actually that person in the portrait. It's like an imprint of their sort of personality and character. Mm. That's how I imagine the oracles are. Like it's the precursors speaking through them, but it's not them live <laughs> through the oracle. Mm. That kind of falls into the category of like a AI type of thing then. Mm, not uh... quite. Not in my mind. I think they're more of a um, self-aware system Yeah. that, you like, know, like, has a job to do and they're aware of it kind of thing. It's kind of like an AI sort of situation. 
Can I give another explanation? Have you played the Bioshock games? Bioshock. You mean Bioshock? Yeah, I played it. Uh, yeah, they have uh, like in the Bioshock games there are some vending machines that you find that they sell you bullets and stuff, and they always have their own catchphrase and something to comment about what you're doing at that mo- moment in time. So it's probably something between an AI and, as you said, an artificial intelligence based on the voice that controls the machine. Like, so it's it's kind of between. It's as you said, it's an AI with a character. Let's just say that. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm behind. That's that. what I was kind of thinking. Mm. Mm. See, I'm right. more, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with my Harry Potter one. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so. That's all that I have on the video. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about about the video? Yeah, I noticed how much, like, he kind of described the idea of Samos' hut uh, placed kind of like Ooh. above on the, on the hill overlooking the entire village, as well as Misty Island. That way he knows, like, if any threats are coming from Misty Islands, yeah. like lurkers, sharks, or lurkers coming to uh, Sandover Village, mm. and uh, threats coming from. Uh, the beach and the exotic forest and everything. He would know, um, basically, you know, he would see the threat coming. Yeah. It's, it goes with, um, this, I don't know, I thought it would have been better if it was on Sentinel Beach because the name Sentinel would be more like a guard, but I still like the theory. Hmm. That's why they built it there. Yeah, that could be an, uh, a possibility. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to give him credit because he he also made the video a 4K video, oh, yeah. <laughs> which takes a lot of time to render as well. So I just want to give him credits for that. And also, it looks better even if you have an, a full HD monitor. It still will look pretty awesome if you put it on 4K. Oh, I didn't think about that, but yeah, it was <laughs> it, it was a really good quality video. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Are we ready to move on to our mission by mission? Yep. Okay, so last time we left our mission by mission after we just did Fire Canyon. Mm -hmm. And now we've just come from Fire Canyon and we approach what seems to be the Blue Sage's hut. And you can sort of tell as you approach it's been ransacked. And Daxter shouts, woohoo, we made it, which I thought was nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Then you go to the teleport ring inside and you have to remember to activate it. Do you guys remember how to activate it? (laughs) Yeah, you just hit the button on the ground. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you just jump punch it, don't you? And it should turn on the ring. Yeah. I think I think you learned that in the Geyser Rock, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, you already de- do this there at one point, so you might remember it there as well. Yeah. Then once you turn it on, <laughs> the yellow bird comes through first, and then Seymour does. Mm-hmm. And then Seymour says he'll never get used to the teleporter because of the tingly sensation. I really like that. Again, that reminded me of Harry Potter, like when he uses the flu powder. <laughs> Again with the Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, okay. I do love Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then once he comes through, he concludes that the Blue Sage must have had a great party. At this point, you're looking at like snapshots around the hut, sort of evidence of ransack. Yeah, I know. I I like I liked I liked the way he said it. he was like, "Whoa, it looks like the Blue Sage had a party." And then yeah. he was like, "Hey, the Rock Village is on fire." And he's like, "One heck of a party." Yeah, that's a bit I loved. It's like a bad joke, but mm. it works. Uh, I think it's a brilliant joke. <laughs> mm. 
because like it takes it to the next level but okay i'm not gonna analyze the joke now but okay <laughs> mm-hmm. at this point jack looks really bored when he's looking through next to kira <laughs> Did you notice? No. Yeah, I think it's a meme. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was Jack uh, being bored. I think it was just him tired and everything. I just looking at everything. Great, I have more to do. Kind of situation, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Exasperated. Right. So, Samos says we have to go and get some more power cells to power it up, and also to check on the villages and then go back with an update. And he says to take the furball with you. Hmm. And then we start exploring the area. The music is really doomy and gloomy. There's even like some mm. lightning that shoots across. I like that detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like England. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not so much the lightning. Yeah, I mean more most of the gloomy mood. Like it's very. It has only clouds. Ah. Oh. <laughs> gloomy no i'm just saying the cloud <laughs> the cloudy that's what i meant oh <laughs> uh, okay yeah. when you're looking around you can see that it's like a really pretty area if it wasn't for the destruction mm. it would otherwise be nice like the waterfall and the, yeah. the sea view it's a nice place yeah i'd like to mention how much i didn't enjoy the area of like the water and everything because every time i like, go near the water i always kept like being afraid of you know getting caught by lurker sharks and <laughs> And everything, the more further you go out and stuff, <laughs> they just did, did not enjoy it as much. Yeah, it's, and they, <laughs> right. they want you to build the bridges here, don't they? So if you do go in, you will get the shark, like, straight away. Yeah, but did you actually know if you go to the bridge that leads to the lost city, it doesn't have any sharks? Only if you go far out? Yeah, so if you try and get to that bit, you need the bridge to get to. Yeah, but, uh, no, I didn't mean that bridge. I mean the bridge that goes into the lost city underwater. Mm. Yeah, that's... Yes, that's what ah. I'm saying. It's, ah. You can swim there, but you can't when you get to where you need to build a bridge. Yeah. Is that what you mean? No. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> no, I meant when you're going to the underground city that you have to go to the elevator and drop down. If you fall into the water in this specific area, no sharks are coming for you. So it's kind of safe mm. if you fall there. But if you fall outside of that boundary, they come and get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think it's I think it's kind of blocked off by these little rocks, ro- yeah. or these rocks under the mm-hmm. under the water right there. Okay, should we go through the power cells now? The first one is bring 90 orbs to the geologist. <laughs> I was just my first initial thought is that she's the only one that's modestly dressed so far other than the bird lady. Yeah, pretty like much. That. And she's British. Yeah. I'm noticing they give the cool jobs to the British people. I'm liking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed the uh, British accent on the uh, geologist. I, I like how, like, out of all the characters yeah. in that uh, area, she's the one that has, you know, more sense of what she's doing and, mm. you know, her profession and such. Right. I like it. I like it very much. It reminds me of Jane from Tarzan. Mm. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. And instead of monkeys, she has moles. <laughs> right. Yeah, actually, I think the first thing she asks you is the moles, and then uh, you give yeah. her the power cell. Yeah, the first mission she gives you is for Precursor Basin. True. Yeah, but it's because uh, Daxter is making some uh, some debate here, because Daxter doesn't like the mission, so he's like, hmm, we can help you, but only if you give us two power cells. <laughs> and then the geologist is like, ah, nice try. <laughs> I'd like to know what she's doing with that money. <laughs> no one will ever know. <laughs> mm. <laughs> putting it into her research of course 
Yeah, but yeah. Research equipment, books, I don't know. <laughs> well, the first, she asks you to go and find those lightning moles, mm -hmm. but why can't she go? She's the only one so far that seems a bit more, like, adventurous mm. than the uncle. Well, I think Too busy, maybe maybe she doesn't know how to drive the zoomer. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> but she's a smart, intelligent woman. She would be able to learn. Hmm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she just left it for those people who can do the job better, you know? I think she just wanted to, you know, stick to her research and everything. Stuff she knows she's able to handle better. And you don't want to, mm. you know, do something you don't know how to do at right. first. You know, helping animals. It takes a, mm. a, a better, you know, idea, a better uh, kind of sense for yeah. how to handle uh, the environment and everything. Yeah, she's more reactive than proactive. Hmm. Right. Right words, yeah. Hmm. She's also, why does she hold her headlamp when she talks? I noted that. I was like, why, why are you holding your headlamp as you talk? <laughs> I don't know, probably <laughs> because it's very big and it will fall to her head. I don't know. Maybe. What, like a nervous talker? I think it's more of like a nervous tick when it comes to talking and everything. <laughs> you know, I, I've done it myself <laughs> a few times in here there and realizing it as I do it. Ah. What, do you... <laughs> right. Do you hold your head? No, not exactly hold my head. I just... I have different things I do with my hands. You know, ah. Oh, okay. doing this as well. <laughs> you know, I kind of... I have to do something with my hands while I'm talking. Uh, well, I just... Oh. I just really like the way that, like, Daxter says her name. Like, he's like, let's go give... Uh, let's go back to the geologist. Oh. Or let's go give the orbs <laughs> to the geologist. I, li I like the way he's saying the word geologist, <laughs> right. I think. He's saying, yeah, like, cheeky. very catchy and sexy-like. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. If you're into geologist. <laughs> I've... If you walk by her, I notice that she also says nasty lurkers and that rocks have feelings too, which I thought was a really weird line to give her. Yeah, can you imagine the plants talking? They're talking crap <laughs> yeah. about other people and warning the same most. We're like, yeah, he did this. What? Are you serious? Yeah, but it's the shock and awe of everything that would be going on. Everything. Yeah, the rock told me this. Well, it, the plant told me that. It's like the, the, the plant is a liar. Mind, at the beginning, Seymour does say that even the rocks couldn't tell him. So maybe the rocks here... Yeah, mm. yeah I was going to mention Samos, he talks to, the, or talks to the plants and they talk to the rocks or something. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, he's kind no, of that so... nature, that green <laughs> green sage type of Yoda type of a character. <laughs> you imagine, like the rocks speaking to the plants, and the plants speak to Samos. Then Samos like, what? I didn't understand. And then the plants talk again <laughs> back to the rocks. <laughs> They gotta be careful being around those plants, you know, they all have mouths, they all report to somebody. <laughs> right. To that point, you just don't want to be around a certain plant, but like that plant, <laughs> a spy, <laughs> keep talking and talking and talking. You gotta be careful. <laughs> probably, probably. You know, if you judge from the plant in the forest, the the evil one that you fight, maybe, maybe more plants are alive like that. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on to the next orb, mm -hmm. it's for the gambler now. We gotta bring ninety orbs to the gambler. I also like the the idea of like his voice and everything. It really really matches his attire and his situation and everything. I kind of felt like he was a bit snooty and everything due to his uh, his you know. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's like Joey Pesci. Yeah, I got <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> oh no way. He was like yeah. He was like a a voice of a time torn. <laughs> 
Yes, <laughs> yes. I got. He sounds really New Yorky. Yeah. I'm guessing we're all in agreement, though, of what the most noticeable thing about his character is. The barrel. The the barrel. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Of course. Is he wearing? He seems to be wearing like a tank top underneath it. I don't think he's wearing anything underneath. I think he just straight up, you know, lost his pants in a bed or something. <laughs> mm. I think that's what you know, right. those kind of gamblers do back then. Is that why he's wearing it? Yeah, yeah the gambler, I'm sure she lost everything due to uh, the, the, the warrior's defeat. Exactly. From the uh, the giant boulder guy's uh, th- you know, thrash and everything. That's why he's wearing the barrel, you know. Must have been really some really nice pants losing all that. Oh, mm. <laughs> yeah, like I never, th- I never put that together. That that's why he was wearing a barrel. I thought it must be something like to do with old age gamblers or something. That's just a tradition. Yeah, but, I had no idea. But who he lost the bet to? The geologist. I mean, <laughs> the geologist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. But what will the geologist do with a pair of pants? <laughs> <laughs> that might be why she's so modestly dressed, mind. Ah. That's what she had to do to get something other than shorts. Yeah, but they have a height difference. <laughs> I'm true. true. Yeah. Mind, the height difference makes sense, though, because she has three quarter lengths on. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And the other guy is like shorter than Jack, so. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Probably. Well. well, my guess is that he probably made a bed with the blue shades. Probably, because it's the only villager. Oh, and that's why he ran off. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because it's the only villager we don't get to see. Like you see the warrior, yeah. you see the gambler, you see the geologist. You don't see any other villagers there. So probably could be the blue sage mm. that lives well, there. Well, th- that brings us swiftly on to the next one, which is bring ninety orbs to the warrior. Mm. He says in it, he says that the blue sage was building that machine, but he. What was it? He ran off suddenly with the all the orbs when the yeah, he di- di- came? disappeared, disappeared yeah. and took the power cells with him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That... that sounded dodgy to me. It sounded like he was running off with the money. Yeah, <laughs> well, the warrior is wow. crying, and when you when you come up to him, does he say his aching head? Mm. What does he? Yeah. Say? Oh, okay. <laughs> I love the way he described yeah. it. Mind, he said that the lurker attacked him like one tenderizes a yakao steak. Mm. I thought that was beautiful. Mm. Yeah, nice writing there. That's just me really mm. wanting a steak at that point. <laughs> I haven't had a steak right. in absolutely years. And I can't, the word yakao does not make me want one now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I don't know. Maybe try the milk? Probably. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, I, I really, really like the joke of Daxter here because he says like, oh, you should try to hit them with your, with your melodrama. It really kills me. <laughs> yes. That's a perfect joke. Like, <laughs> because you, you already started to get, you know, to get tired of him, like always crying about it. So the, the joke fits perfectly as a game. Yeah, you, you do see him as just a wimp and you're glad of Daxter sort of poking him with the stick. Yep, when you lose your fight, you just cry, cry, and cry even more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like yeah. how Daxter has no yeah. mercy for anybody when it comes to uh, sympathy or anything like that. He just attacks him head on and just keeps going at it. That's, yeah, that's what makes him my favorite character is just his mercilessness. <laughs> well, he... In that sense. <laughs> right, he's like, block it off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Ah, he even says that. It doesn't say. No, he said to a different character. Like, he said, walk it off, tough guy. But where does he say that? He says it to this one. He says, walk it off when he's no, crying. No, it, it was to the warrior. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he said mm. to the warrior. Oh, nice. Well, he says, nice. if you bring him 90 orbs, he will clear the pond because he's broken the bridge so that the lurker can get down. Mm. And then you bring them to him and he does it. I don't know if he has telepathic powers because <laughs> the bridge just comes together out of nowhere. Video game, video game logic. Mm. Probably. Right. Uh, maybe there's a hidden button somewhere or, you know. Magic. You know, maybe underwater rope. Maybe, yeah. We don't see him pulling it. Mm. <laughs> and also, I, right. don't, I don't understand why he gives you a power cell. Like... Why? You gave him 90 orbs yeah. just to fix the bridge, not to give you a power cell. But then he gives you a, a power cell. <laughs> yeah, then, it's strange. And, and before that, he said that the Blue Shades ran off with all the power cells. <laughs> so, yeah. how come you have a power cell? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All of his power cells ah, must have a stash. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But in the end, I didn't understand why well, he I mean, gave the... you a power cell. Just for, I don't know. Well, I mean, the machine itself takes like 40 of them, or 40... Something, I can't remember the number. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say if you already have been to every place in the Sandover Village, like in the jungle, the, the beach, and the Misty Island, <laughs> you just need to take like a little bit uh, parcels from the precursor basin, and then you're ready to leave. You don't have to, you don't have to go to the other areas at all. Uh, but yeah, of course you're gonna yeah. go and discover them if you like. Yeah, like when you get to the swamp, we won't talk about that now. But mm. bloody hell, that is such a big one. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's and it's and it's also a kind of hard area, but yeah, we will talk it later mm. in another episode. I just Jesse made this point a few ones ago mm-hmm. that the gladiator is the on, the warrior is the only other one with green hair. Do we assume that he's related to Jack? Well, the glad the gladiator's hair is more mm. green as Jack's hair is a bit yellowish. I think they're much related. Mm. Maybe it's sort of diluted in the. You know, as it went down the bloodline. Right. When he gives you that orb, they do a different dance. Was it the same for you? Like, they do... Daxter does, like, a robot dance. And they haven't done that one before. I think my favorite mm. dance has to be uh, the slam dunk. Is when, you know, Jack kind of, like, uh, throws it behind his back. And then Daxter catches it and slam dunks it to his back and everything. And then just lifts himself onto uh, uh, Jack's shoulders. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 I do like that one. I think the robot is my favorite. But that is a good one. Yeah, I like the robot. Oh, no, I, I mm. like the one that he's flexing. <laughs> and at the end, you can see <laughs> his huge teeth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another good one. Yeah. I wonder how many there are. How many of those Ooh, orbs? That's a nice trivia question for the... How, how do we call it? Oh, the prequisitor. The prequisitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's a nice question for the prequisitor. <laughs> it is. I can see him doing that one. Mm. The next power cells now come from the oracle pay 120 orbs to the oracle and you do that twice mm-hmm. i always like i kind of like them i think they're kind of a cop out to get a power cell but then i also think it's nice you have to explore the place to get the orbs and then you bring it i think that's the main reason mm. between giving it right. 120 do you reckon yeah yeah probably that's that's the point because they're more expensive because by the end of the day the oracle does nothing with them like all the other villagers yeah. you give them 90 orbs and they do something <laughs> the oracle doesn't do anything so yeah I guess that would be that under underground system that Darren was talking about in his theory ah yeah 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 probably probably 
The Oracle says, Beware of the dark light, for it has twisted the fate of one of you. Now, I love this, because mm. who is it talking about? Mm. <laughs> because Jack has been sort of... He hasn't been played around with yet, has he? But it's his, his fate is coming to him. Mm. And he would have met future him who had been tampered with. That's what I was thinking. Mm. Yeah, because I think when they released the Jacket Darkster, they have already started working on the second game. So, yeah, probably they put the line in to tease the next game. Is that... Mm. Really? Would they have been working on Jack 2 when they'd released this? Yeah. Like, as they were making this one? Yeah, because Jack 2 came out in 2002 or 2003, something like that. And Jack... I know, but... Yeah. Wouldn't they, wouldn't they have done this one, wrapped it all up, then put it out, and then started Jack 2? No, I think what happens Not with always. the game... Yeah, what happens with games that they are sequels, that they have sequels, is that Jack 2 was already programmed to happen before Jack 1 was even released, because it was their idea. And also because uh, before Jack 1 even happens, uh, GTA happened. So Naughty Dog already took the influence from GTA, and they started working on Jack 2 to be more dark and stuff like that. And by and in the same time they were working on Jack 2, they released Jack 1, which, uh, as you know, in the documentary, they said that they, they took uh, some kids to playtest the game, and the kids didn't really like it. <laughs> Because GTA uh-huh. was out at that moment, at that time, and every kid wants to, wanted to play GTA, not Jack and Daxter. I'm so glad that Grand Theft Auto happened then, because Jack <laughs> 2 is so much better than the first one, in my opinion. Yeah, you see, you might don't like the GTA games, you might, I don't know, uh, but they influence the industry very, very much. Mm. Okay, so should we move on to rename the mission now? Yay. Yay! <laughs> Does anyone, anyone have a name ready? What would you name it? Uh, if you had to rename the area, Ian, you want to? Uh, I don't know. Party Rock. Party <laughs> <laughs> Rock. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Um, well, I you know me. I took like almost every mission and I renamed them. So. Oh okay. Go on, so then. the geologist is for science. <laughs> for science. Yeah, the name of the mission is for science because you keep her ninety orbs to do to do her research. So it's. For science. Okay. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, the 90 orbs to the gambler, I named it dress code because you give him 90 more orbs to find some clothes to dress. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and then uh, the 90 orbs to the warrior, I named it pity to the fallen soldier mm. because like you that. pity the fallen soldier. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Mine was hot headed because there's lots of fire ah. and the people are angry and crying. <laughs> And because the warrior's head is uh, <laughs> is pumping. Yeah, okay. That's nice. Jesse, off the top of your head, can you think of one? It doesn't even have to be good. <laughs> one heck of a party. <laughs> that, that will do. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> okay, so that wraps up our mission-by-mission mission segment. And now it is time for a more light-hearted segment, if you could call the others heavy-hearted, but... <laughs> So this is called Make the Connection. It's a game, basically, one of us will come up with a random thing that another co-host has to connect somehow to the Jack and Daxter world. But it's like a completely random thing and you've just got to link it any way, shape or form to something in the franchise. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, wow. I shall nominate a word first and, Jesse, I'm going to pick you, okay? <laughs> okay. So I challenge you to link... Moldy socks to the Jack and Daxter games. 
Hmm. Probably <laughs> something else the gambler lost. Yes, that works very well. <laughs> was he wearing socks? I can't even remember. I don't remember either. I, th I think he was just wearing shoes. <laughs> Part of his uh, action figure. His outfit, okay. you'd think he'd probably have shoes to go with it, so I don't know. You'd think. It seems like something. Well, it's your go, Jesse. You can pick a random thing and you can pick someone to do it. The connection. Hmm. We should have, like, background timing music for this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jesse, come on. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, oh, I said... I said, a, <laughs> I said a roll of duct tape, and let's see. I'm gonna pick Orestes. A roll of duct tape. What? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, to begin with, I don't think they will have duct tape <laughs> of the Dragon Daxter universe, but probably a roll of duct tape. It would be connected to the geologist because, or no, it would be connected to Kira, because Kira mm -hmm. is the engineering one. Like, he's making uh, different prototypes of the zoomer, so she probably used... And she uses duct tape? Yeah, probably she uses she's using uh, duct tape for the prototypes to stack <laughs> every piece together, so she sees how it works. Uh, okay. Other than that, yeah, other than that, maybe connected to the sculpture, because he's, he's an artist, so he might use duct yeah. tape to make art. Yeah, probably. That's oh, those are good answers. <laughs> That's the two coming out of my head. Okay, now I have to choose. Eh? Mm. <laughs> the new guy here with us, Ian, <laughs> has to make the connection. Okay, okay, I want you to connect the sentence I hate sand in the Jacket Daxter universe. <laughs> oh, this is tricky. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you know this is a Star Wars reference, so deal with it. <laughs> I think I would have to link I hate sand to Daxter uh, walking on sand and not having to do it anymore since he's on Jack's shoulders, you know, walks in there and everything, and he hates sand. Yeah, all that sand would get into, like, the cracks and crevices of his feet and toes and everything and in his fur. <gasps> That's so good. That's I can imagine nice. that. Oh, cracks and crevices. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice connection. Like <laughs> Okay, Ian, it's it's your go, but I'm afraid it's only me left, so... <laughs> Alright, um... I think I'm gonna go with Hangover Part 4 for this okay. segment. Oh, yes, I'm gonna okay. see if you can uh, link it the same way I do. <laughs> what, I got a... I'm linking Hangover Part 4 to the Jack and Daxter games. Okay, okay. Well, in the Hangover, obviously they drink too much alcohol and then they're very poorly the next day. So I'm going to link it to the really dirty, smelly hillbilly in the swamp area, who obviously drinks too much alcohol and mm. must feel ill in the morning. <laughs> that is my connection. What was yours going to be? I would link it as uh, the Hangover Part 4 has many different elements. So the gambler, um, you know, parties, people sometimes gamble in those kind of parties, and you've got... The warrior and your aching head and everything uh, seems like he's just you know you know the hangover, you know the aftermath of it, and then you have the sage who disappears. You know in the hangover you have uh, <laughs> somebody who always disappears in the party and winds up uh, in the thing later. Well, Ian, I'm very sorry that you did not have that one. Okay, so 
that was episode eight of the Jack and Daxter podcast, Jacked. Do you guys have anything you want to say? Yeah, I'm just glad I get to do this with you guys and be a part of the whole conversation. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm really happy I get to be a part of a, a podcast, and not just any podcast, a, a Jack and Dexter podcast. It's something I've always wanted to do, and I'm just glad I got to, uh, you know, get to know everyone here and have future things and everything. I'm a pl- currently playing the game again, and, and uh, a, you know, a friend of mine... Uh, is you know watching me play and everything and i'm trying to to bring him over and you know have the experience with him and um i'm trying to convert him to the jack and dexter universe right bring him over to the dark side (laughs) okay bye 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 Bye. now all of you get out of here